Gay Savvy. Come. Brisbane's youth alternative, Switch. You are on Switch 1197. It is just four minutes past seven, which means it's time for Gay Savvy. Yay! Yay! Everyone get excited. We have Michael James here in the studio, as well as Straight Michael, who's returning after his long absence. Yes, I'm back again. I thought I couldn't stay away for another month or two, so welcome back me. <laughs> we missed him so much, we forced him back. Welcome back, you indeed. And finally, we have Scottish John. Hello. <laughs> He's looking so quiet and humble in the corner. Quiet and humble. You can't see it. You just have to listen out. John and I are actually meeting for the first time. Hello, John. Hello. How are you Pleasure. going? Nice to meet you. Love the you. accent. Oh, thanks. Have you heard it often on the other I'm, I, I'd shows like to that say I was, I was an avid listener. I'm not, but I do listen occasionally. And I did hear you once or twice and message Michael here from Europe saying how much I did enjoy your tone and, and Scottish dialects. So. Those, oh, good. Well, thank you. Those dulcet tones. Dulcet tones of the gnarled out Scot. Well, I look forward to hearing what you have to bring this evening as well. Not much. He brings <laughs> the straight. He brings the straight, which we love a little bit of here uh, on yes. Gay Savvy, just to even things out. I'm uh, surrounded by men. <laughs> Not something you're used to, is it, love? No, nothing, nothing I'm used to. I have to keep you all under control. Anyway, we have a jam-packed show for you this evening. We've got all your favourite segments like what we love and what's got our goat. Our Freak of the Week, of course. Oh, yes. Mm. I do love me Freak of the Week. Oh, some good ones tonight too. Really good ones. And as always, if there's anything that you want us to talk about, you can jump on our Facebook page. That's Gay Savvy. Or Twitters. I do like the Twitters. Like the Twitters? Yeah. Yeah, well... Michael James is all over the Twitters, so... Of course. Toast. Tweet me anytime, at Gay Savvy. Tweet him anytime, he will reply. And you can also give us a call. 32210197. Mm. So right now, we might go to a little bit of music, get you in the mood. Stay tuned, though, because we have lots of exciting things coming up. Just easing them in gently, cut to the, the night's revelations. It's like a hot bath, you know? You can't just sit straight into it. You've got to sort of work your way in. You've got to sort of crouch down and, and then eventually just soothe into those in. bubbles once your bits are in then not know. the metaphor i was <laughs> thinking of but thanks for making it pg for the rest of us <laughs> anytime delicious she is she is a woman we've got to be aware of her like feminine sensibilities yeah and now that now that a woman is in control we better go to another really strong woman uh for the first song this would be alanis morissette with my favorite breakup song of all time you ought to know okay savvy You are back on Gay Savvy. That was that was nice, Michael. Michael's the music man tonight. I did. I picked all the special tunes for us. I'm loving it. That was Alicia Keys' "Girl on Fire." Very, very good. Since we got since we got a woman in the anchor chair tonight, lots of strong female music. Speaking of um strong women, I was just saying there. I love that song because it reminds me of my heroine, Katniss Everdeen. And every time someone talks about a girl on fire, I'm like, oh, yeah. That's, that's the Hunger Games, Yes, right? it is. See? Yeah. Uh, uh, I know that. Uh, Catching you, fire, second I movie. I saw you walking with a book and I was like, he is, he's in that place. I can see <laughs> it in his eyes. Yeah, I'm actually reading the Hunger Games right now. That's how cool I am. A kid from work who's like 12 lent it to me. Yeah, I'm not a girl on fire. Scottish John is a girl not. on that fire. That would sound like a bit of a V-Day. It's not a good thing. <laughs> that's, uh, that's Scottish John's thing. Uh, anyway, we <laughs> <laughs> moving right along. It's time for our Freak of the Week. Yay! Yay! Which we love. Now, this week I've got an interesting one for you, and it is a question of who 
who is the freak in this scenario? Let me give you the background. Comedian Rosie O'Donnell has confessed that she begged, absolutely begged the producers of the show Orange is the New Black. I love it. Mm, to be on the show. She says that she, and this is a quote, uh, she said, after the first two episodes, she begged. She said, I'm like, who do I call? Let me get knifed in the shower or something. <laughs> I will do anything to be on this show. But they haven't gotten back to her. See, I'm going to be honest. Where is this woman's pride? Like, I understand she might love the show. She might really want a part in it. But it's Rosie O'Donnell. And she has always been considered something of a freak by most sections of, hey, of the media and the hey, industry. Hey, hey, hey. She because... doesn't wear desperation very well, does she? And she is an absolute tyrannical lesbian, seriously. <laughs> well, all the more reason she should be on this show, because this is what I'll put to you. It is not Rosie that is the freak. It is the producers of Orange is the New Black for not giving her a role. But isn't there a show about hot lesbians? Oh, Bert, oh, yes. I actually Bert, haven't seen it. Someone no. will have to explain to me no. afterwards what it is. Oh, my God. How can you have not seen... Oh, you. It's that a... ginger chick from that 70s show being a lesbian in jail. I think that's oh. pretty much it. You're oh. sounding a little like a oh. lesbian right now, Michael James. I'm totally going to go all Rosie O'Donnell on your ass if you don't actually sit down and watch it. It is amazing. And I think they would absolutely destroy it if they had her on there. I mean, she is... like. She's the T-Rex of the lesbian world. Seriously. She... Oh, no. I disagree. I think she'd be excellent. I love Rosie O'Donnell. I have a soft spot for her. She'd be and excellent I think... if they wanted someone to stomp around and growl at people. <laughs> oh, maybe they do. It's a prison. It's a prison show. Is it not? Don't tell me that They already in... have read for that. Don't, red does that. Don't tell me in the real women's prisons there aren't more of the Rosie O'Donnell types than there are I actually... of the sexy Millicunis types. Sorry to interrupt you, Kat. I actually feel quite sorry for Rosie O'Donnell because she's got some very passionate political opinions that she shares when she did the Rosie O'Donnell show when she presented that. She's not too bad an actress. She was... um. Uh, this surrogate child of Jack on Will and Grace's biological yeah, mother. Yeah, I remember yes, that. The I gay mum. That is exactly where I went to as well. I love that. She yeah. was Betty Rubble in the 1994 Flintstones movie. Oh, that was good. She's got some good yeah. qualities. But then, as a as a media persona, as a celebrity, as an actual human, she's just a moron and she just turns people off. Like, for example, begging for a role. Who does that? Like... Oh, no, you're all being too hard on her. You're, you're, all, you're all wrong. I think we need to I take like a Rosie. vote on this on, on who exactly is this week's Freak of the Week, Kat. We've got to prove it. So Absolutely. So we put the question to you. Anyone who's listening, tell us, do you think the Freak of the Week is Rosie for getting on her knees and begging to be on Orange is the New Black? Or do you think it is, in fact, the producers for being stupid enough not to take her up on that immediately once they knew she was interested? Can and I before get... you vote, be aware, this one is slightly more contentious than North Korea. Like, this is an important <laughs> issue. Can mm. I get snarky and nominate the three of you for wasting four minutes of my life on this it just seems it just seems the new black you'll understand why this is important you just seem so passionate about rosie o'donnell i'm gonna be honest (laughs) go and watch the flintstones movie yeah sorry sorry i'll get on to that (laughs) before we go and and get everybody else to tell us on facebook or twitter at gay savvy studio vote i'm thinking is it a three to one here i'm going to go that rosie is the freak john Oh, oh, I don't want to, but I'm sorry, Cat. Yep, it's Rosie. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm anti-Rosie. No, oh, no. Cat, three to one. 
your Auntie Rosie. Well, I'll oh. tell you what. I'm going to get on my little feminist high horse and I'm backing Rosie all the way yeah. and I don't care what you oppressive men say. <laughs> we must be misogynists, that's it. Yeah, well, we'll you misogynists can all back off. We'll see what it's said uh, on the facial books and the Twitters. Mm. Uh, but you know what the next song I have lined up for you is? Kat? You are the music man. What is the song? Uh, it is just for you. It is a little bit of sure. And the song is, would you know it, Woman's World. Boom. Boom. Gay Sammy. You are on Gay Savvy here on Switch 1197. We have myself, Kat, and also Michael James, Straight Michael, and Scottish John in the studio. Yay! That was Bruno <laughs> Mars, wasn't it, Michael? It was Bruno Mars, bless his socks. Mm, do you like, do you think he's a bit cute? I can't even remember. No, he looks, he's a little pygmy midget guy. <laughs> That's right. Uh, See, no. I don't know these things. I don't look at him and think one way or the other. But can I just get from the from the men in the room whether they see these cute straight Michael? Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll answer it this way. Apparently, he's extraordinarily talented musically. Plays a lot of instruments. Very talented. <laughs> family comes along. I'm not going to comment. the questions. Yeah, no, he's he's, well he's gorgeous. He's stunning. Yeah, he's stunning. Is that what you want to hear? Hey, well, from me? talent talent is hot. To yeah. be fair. Look, it's not gay if the guys are really really good looking. It, well, correct. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago about if you can choose to be gay and what identity definitions mean and blah, blah, blah. It's just best left alone. Like, let's not go there. <laughs> hey, look, I, I, I like that version. Uh, speaking of things that I like, we're going to go to things that I love. Uh, you love them, do you? Things that I love this week. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick us off. I love Lily Allen. I love Lily Allen. She's very smart. And this is not going to be just like... You know, Michael James's little, Ricky oh, Martin. I love Ricky Martin full stop type thing. I mean, Dr. Yes, Zeus. yes, I do love Lily Allen full stop, but I love her for other reasons, particularly that earlier this year, Cornetto, the ice creams, Cornetto, yes. that brand, uh, made a series of teen love stories and they called them Cupidity. That was Cupidity. Oh, that's cute. You know, isn't that cute? Yeah, Cupid, stupidity, yeah, being a silly teen. We get it. And it was very, thanks. Scottish John. And it was very, very cute. (laughs) (laughs) And now they've come out with the latest round of that, which includes a lesbian love story. Uh, And what's that got to do with Lily Allen? She plays the lesbian. Oh, bless her. So Lily Allen plays the lesbian in this little lesbian love story. Oh, so this is an ad for Cornetto. Yeah, it's an ad for Cornetto. Oh, I don't really know about that because I love Lily Allen. I think she's very astute, very talented, very um, on the money in terms of her intelligent lyrics and quite vocally impressive as well. But everybody knows that she's married, two kids, has has had a miscarriage. Why wouldn't they they cast... She's an actress. Yeah, but why why wouldn't they cast a lesbian for such a high-profile ad campaign? I don't understand that. Why would you need a, a straight woman who everybody is familiar with to do that? Because we love Lily Allen and she's cute, all right? That's that's it. Oh, okay. Pretty much. That's I, that's the it. end of it, John. Sometimes things don't need to be thought through that much. Well, and you said it yourself. You love Lily Allen. I love Lily Allen. I'm sure all the lesbians out there slobbering over this cute little lesbian love story ad will be loving Lily Allen as much as I do. But tell me, what do you love? Okay, so what I love this week. Um, <laughs> I love Sarah Brightman because she's bonkers. Like... Who is she? But I'm already laughing. Okay. 
a lot of gays out there are probably familiar with her, but don't worry, Michael. Um, she was uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber's uh, wife in the 80s, and he wrote the part of Christine for Phantom of the Opera around her voice. But then they separated, and she's gone off to have an independent music career of her own. And she releases all of these like crazy, folksy, easy-listening, classical contemporary crossover tunes, but she's decided that she wants to go into space. So for about... Four or five years now, she's been training to get herself into space and she released an album a couple of years ago called Dream Chaser that was all based on songs around space. And then last week, this news article has come up saying that last week she's um in her final stages of like fitness testing to get out there into space and sing a song. And uh, she's gone into some space simulator capsule and there's some pictures of her in the capsule learning how to breathe, how to eat. It just makes me laugh. She's a lunatic, man. She's <laughs> awesome. So Sarah Brightman's a well, lunatic. I've had amazing though. There was so many gay pop culture references in there that you just outgayed everyone in this room. You did. I don't even know where you went with you, that or you. what any of that was, but that was amazing about the space stuff. She's she's an absolute space cadet, literally. Ground control to Major John. <laughs> I do love her, though. The dike in the sky, dike in the sky. So what about you? Oh, look, you know what I love? I don't, we already really know this, but I love kids movies like Disney movies and all of those. Um, I lose track of who makes what with them. Um, and Frozen was pretty good. Um, and the latest one they've got coming out is How to Train Your Dragon 2. That's not Disney. I didn't say it was... I said kids movies. Kids movies. Oh, okay, sorry. Line, look you. Yeah, you made and, that too. Uh, look, it's coming out. And it's coming out twice because they have introduced a gay character in it. And that's what I find really cute because it's been happening more and more a lot lately. And um, they had a little gay family in Frozen, which I thought was adorable. Uh, they kind of snuck that in there. And they haven't released many details, but they said there is an openly gay character in the next movie. And I just think that's totally beautiful. I hope it's not a dragon with a lisp. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like, I, I hope it is. <laughs> with a lisp. The first one was a dragon with a limp wing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. All right. Do you think Frozen's just open up? You know, the, the trap door. Well, I mean, we all know that Elsa is a lesbian. That's what's going on there. Frozen was a complete analogy for lesbianism. So, yeah, quite possibly. Quite possibly. So, we're going to yeah. see a lot more of this in children's animation, so. do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, like, you watch Toy Story. Where was Andy's dad? <laughs> he was never there, was he? No. That and widow Andy's does not had need toys you. called Woody and Bud as well. <laughs> Buzz. That's right. <laughs> Shocking. So, there you have it. I love me. The kids' movies, the progressive kids' movies. They just make my day. Alrighty then. Shall we go to some music? Yeah, look, I'm going to give you some music, but I'm going to give you some 730 messages first because they always make our day just a little bit more as well. So after that, we'll uh, have some more music, which will be uh, a little bit of Mean Gaze by Courtney Act here at Gay Savvy. In 2014, expect the freshest beat. Because I'm a free Expect the guy. Jennifer isn't very happy about it. She's a bit jealous at the fact that Miley Cyrus's pixie cut is getting so much attention. Expect the unexpected. I can understand that. Miley and myself go to the same twerk instructor. Do you know how annoyed I am? Melomania with Scat, Holly, oh, and some guy called Troy. Sunday nights from midnight. On Switch 1197. Australians are remarkably generous with charity donations. But it's hard to keep track of so many worthy charities. Introducing a revolutionary not-for-profit donation hub, Donate Planet. If you're an Australian charity, you can register online. Donate Planet is changing the way Australians donate, making it quick, safe and transparent for donors. Please register your charity now at donateplanet.com. Together, we can make a world of difference. 
Gabe Savvy here at Switch 1197. It's time for our favourite segment now that we've got our straight boy, Michael, back. I love having him back. Then we can do naughty things with him. Yeah. No, it's not that segment? It, well, <laughs> it is. A, I want to wax him. That do, was... do I get a say in any of this? No. no. Okay. No. Absolutely not. When I was first told that we would have a straight man on, I thought we should wax him. Mm. Just... Why would you just assume a straight man's going to be super hairy? That's... I'm, well, he... su- I'm super hairy. Yeah, but it's still... You're hairy like animal. Yeah. It's still just an assumption, though, like... Based wh- on all the proof, the assumption's correct. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Based on the, the entirety of the proof here under my shirt, I'm not going to lift it today, but I'm very hairy. Well, if we're waxing anyone, yeah, Michael did just... Wax it. Michael just pointed out my monobray while the songs were on, so... Oh, so maybe if you're Scottish waxing people, John start with me. Probably needs a bit of a wax, too. Mm. That might be a Scottish thing, really. There's some crimes going on here. They need it. to be rectified since, immediately. Since I'm being blatantly prejudiced towards everyone, we may as well throw the Scots in there as well. So, speaking of the straight man... Time for educating the straight man. So, <laughs> let's throw this to Michael. What's our question? What's your question for us? Look, it's been an interesting week in my family. My brother, bless him, I hope he's not listening. I'm sorry if you are. Was recently dumped by his girlfriend. Now, he's living with a friend of his and they're getting closer and closer. It's becoming quite apparent that he's actually gay. <laughs> now... That's funny. I know your brother. I love your brother. Well, do you agree with me? You know him quite well. Do you think there's a possibility out there that he could actually be a homosexual, as you would put it? I would put that down for both of you, really. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Right. Sorry, mum and dad. No, well... I don't know what they've done. The problem I have is that I think he's refusing to come out. And I I put the question to you three, and and John, for the first time, it's your first educating a straight man. Mm. Where in your life have you encountered somebody that you feel is in the closet, and how did you deal with it? John, you first. Well, this is an, a very interesting example because my brother actually is gay. And um, when he was about 16, I like found some nude pictures he'd put of himself on the internet when I was looking elsewhere. And I like was like, you are 16 years old. And I went and showed my mom. <gasps> no, you did because I, But only to keep him safe because I was really worried about him. And she then confronted him and he basically spazzed out and ran away and it caused a huge rift Ooh. in our family for quite a few years. Were you out at this point? I was out, yeah. Yes. And I think part you of it... You on him! No, I, well, I wanted to keep him safe, but I also was a bit resentful of the fact that he was like getting on on my gay turf. Um, <laughs> and it was just, it was a really stressful time. And our family's fine now. It was a long time ago, but it caused a lot of problems. So I think if he is struggling, it's probably best um, in your position just to leave him to come to you in his own time. And when he's ready, it'll be a much more smooth sail for everyone involved. Is my advice. There you go. So don't hunt for nude pictures, is what you're saying. Or, or Stay just you know, or just don't don't confront him about it at all. Just yeah, don't don't poke it poke it don't poke at all. Stick. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, I mean, your my story is different to yours. I, I found a couple in high school and I slept with them instead. <laughs> <laughs> we we touch on this frequently, actually. With well, you. I'm not a porn actor, so I'm not going to sleep with my brother. So <laughs> no, no, quite as quite a different. Story. Are you related by blood? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was that an age joke? I don't know. No, I didn't. <laughs> no. no. Um, but actually, I have met people before, though, who have been, I'm like, yeah, you aren't playing on the wrong side of the fence and you just need to know where the gate is. And, uh, you know, leading questions have been made. The and, key master, Michael James. Yeah, and just like, you know, talking and discussions. And I know uh, there's at least one or two people that come to mind eventually, like 12 months or more down the track, not through any amount of coercion from my part, but they've ended up, Jump on the fence and like, oh yeah. That, and I keep alluding to it. This is all pre-grinder. 
Yeah, this is all pre-grinder. G before grinder. Yeah, I was a baby gay. I've been in a relationship for ten years, so this is all like before we had internet. Um, so yeah, it was. Uh, it's it's tricky. You don't want to go in and just be like, "Excuse me, you are a homosexual," <laughs> um, but you do want to kind of like help them. You can see them trapped in that closet, and they just can't get out. They can't find the door, and they're trapped in this frocks and his feathers and his fabulous they just don't know what to do i think it's no you're right it's encouraging if you can support somebody but you know the fact that you do this show um straight michael um you know is enough advocacy i think for them to know that it's a safe space when they're ready to come to you so differing viewpoints there it's up to you but i i would say tread gently mm. what, what about you little Lesbo? oh mm. look <laughs> i this is this is kind of bad because my nephew who i adore um uh accidentally got blamed for being for being the deviant in the family when it might have been my fault (gasps) what did you do you've got to define this for me okay i might explain it i came back from overseas and i stayed with my mother for a little bit till i you know went back found somewhere to rent that kind of thing and i might have downloaded a whole heap of porn because what do you do when you like you know, a fresh from back overseas. And lesbian and porn, obviously. Lesbian oh, porn. Dear. Lesbian porn. I'm going to need to come stay with you for a while, I think. So they thought your nephew was a lesbian? Well, well, exactly. <laughs> well, what happened? Coming, he was coming from the straight men, we look at lesbian Scottish porn too. Scottish John kind of mentioned it. So basically, my mother somehow tried to sync her phone with her computer. I don't know why she did that. Uh, but she did, uh, and uh, she's got uh, no idea what she's doing. Uh, and so next thing, <laughs> and then they synced up. Oh, no. My mother was like, what's on my phone? Now, being a mum, she went straight to the Telstra shop and said, oh, dear, I think I've got a virus. <laughs> <laughs> this segment couldn't have gone any better. This is perfect. <laughs> and showed it to the Telstra lady, who was mortified. She said, no, you don't have a virus. You've obviously synced your phone with your You've got horrible children. Is this how you ca- so, came out? Is this how... Somehow, yeah, somehow you've managed... You're blushing to, even now. Just sync this with your computer. And all my mother could think was, she couldn't be me. Couldn't be me, obviously. Right? They weren't couldn't home be, movies, were they? Couldn't be darling Catherine. No, oh, no. I want to die listening it to this. Oh. It had to be my nephew who had stayed at some point. So she loses her shit with my nephew. Now, here's the best bit. She's telling him off. The wheels are turning in his head. He's a bright guy. He's, he's 18 now. You know, He's a teenager at the time. He's listening. He's listening. And he goes, you're right. I'm sorry, Grandma. I'll never do it again. Oh, I love him. He oh. took the fall because he knew he hadn't done it, but he also clicked really fast that oh. it was me. What a and dude. He took the fall. He said, I'm sorry. He didn't deny it, and he took it all on himself. Does your mum know to this day? Uh, yeah, oh, it has all been revealed. So what's your advice then to, to straight Michael? In this situation, <laughs> don't do you... sync your phone with my brother's computer. <laughs> is that where we're going? Don't go. If you do sync your phone, don't go to the Optus shop and panic. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's it's sorry. It's not exactly uh, to do with him being in the closet per se. But uh, oh my god, that was a great but story. I was in the story. But the point is that I was in the closet. Yeah, no, I like it. And and he dealt with my being in the closet by not outing me, even though it meant getting in trouble himself. And I think that is a really beautiful so thing. So it's it's two votes for don't out, one vote for out. Yeah, don't out anyone is the point. Don't out anybody. No, don't. Either just sleep with them or offer them gently. Well, thank you, team. It's very informative. No worries. Well, let's go to another song. This is fairly appropriate. It's called Change Your Life. Oh, oh, Little Mix, woohoo! Little Mix, come out of the closet, change your life. You're on Gay Savvy.
the Switch 1197. That was Alive by Empire of the Sun. Brizzy Boys, I believe. Oh, are they? They are. I have no idea. They are Brisbane Boys. So good on good on the local artists. Oh, bless. Bring a bit of it that back. Now, I want to throw it to you, Michael James, because you yes. are on the Pride Committee. Is that correct? I am. One of the many things that I do is on one the Brisbane Pride Festival Committee. One of the many pies that you have your many fingers is, mm. is the Brisbane Pride Committee. And Eddie Pie the, Hands. The event of the season yes. is coming up, correct? It's the talk of the town, love. Talk of the town. Yes. That'd be Queen's Ball. It is the Queen's Ball. It's happening on Sunday, June 8th. It's going to be amazing. Amazing. Now, uh, last week we said we were on the cusp of uh, nominations. Nominations have been announced and they are seeking winners. Uh, they have 17 awards which are going to be up for grabs on the night. And they have got people out there all up in the traps that are nominated. So I thought we'd take a few moments just to look at them, have a little bit of a chat and let you know who's up, where you can go to vote for them. So you can get the full list of nominees at brisbanepridefestival.com.au. Excellent. Jump online, check it out. I believe you're one of the nominees, yeah? Uh, yes, okay. I am. Third year running and still... Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. People oh. out there vote for Michael. He clearly deserves to win Media Personality of the Year, which is what he's nominated for. Who did you lose to last year? Oh, God, I don't know. Last year was like Activist of the Year and Volunteer of the Year. I think it was the year before as well. You were the John Howard of the Queen's Ball Award. I don't know how much I like Do you remember, that. Remember he, 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 wanted, he got nominated for a Logie every year for Oh, like that John Howard. Years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, not sorry. You mean John Woods love? Jesus, oh, John tap Woods. dancing Christ. Yes. John Woods <laughs> of Blue Heelers. There's an actor called John Howard. There is, and they're so different I'm... people. One was Blue Heelers, one was All Saints. Get your stuff together. I'm thinking of Blue Heelers. All right, okay. Well, okay. that's you the know one. What? I'm going to throw it back to you. Right, okay. If neither of them were in Neighbours, they're not eligible for Logies in my book. Yeah, exactly. Well, look, there's some interesting categories here. Um, obviously, we've got the uh, the standard run, which is Activist of the Year, Volunteer of the Year, DJ of the Year, Artist of the Year, Performer of the Year, Media Personality, which I'm nominated for. for Michael. Uh, drag Performer of the Year, Annual Event of the Year, Regular Event of the Year, Licensed Venue, Adult Venue of the Year, Social Community Group, uh, or Community Social Group even, and Community Support Group of the Year, and a Young Achievement Award. Really interesting people in there. Like some of the, the standout names, um, you know, you're looking at other people in Media Personality of the Year thing, uh, just to point out my category. Uh, others, it's quite interesting. You've got Blair from Queer Radio, you've got David Alexander from the Star Observer, and you've got the unbeatable lesbians from Dykes on Mics. Like, I got I stand Buckley's to win this. It's just become a Ruth joke. And Davina. Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. We have this pledge. We're all fighting against each other now. We're taking it as a complete joke, trying to see who can win. And, uh, you know, I, I've promised that if I get up there, I'm going to do a, a Lindsay Lohan speech, take the crown, break it in five pieces, and throw it to the crowd. Oh, good. Well, in that oh. case, everyone get out there and vote for mm. our own Michael James for the Queen's Ball Award. Tell yes. me two, two. The people that want to go to. Mm. Um, first of all, where do they buy, they buy tickets? Yes, of course. Well, you can go to brisbanepridefestival.com.au. Uh, that's brisbanepridefestival.com.au. Uh, there's an option there to go and select tickets. Uh, you can purchase them. You can go on and there's a little map and you pick a table that you want where you can see where it is in relation to the stage. You can click. You can buy the whole table or you can buy just one or two seats on it and then it takes you through and there's a whole magic and thing. And what else will they get on their ticket? Oh, you get amazing stuff. If you buy a VIP ticket, you'll get a uh, one-hour VIP function before the event kicks off with a welcome Queen's Ball cocktail and canapes and your own private jazz trio to entertain you. Uh, and then, that also includes a one-hour beverage package. Then, standard tickets... Go with the rest of the VIP one as well, which is a two-course meal, sit-down, main and dessert, as well as a four-hour beverage package. Amazing entertainment, including Christopher Wayne of the Magic of the Naked Magicians. They're naked and they do magic, and he's really cute. 
So uh, check it out. Go ahead. The tickets are selling very, very fast. It's brisbanepridefestival.com.au. And make sure you get online and vote. Uh, throw in a vote there for Jackson Chili, Damien Overton, uh, Balls Out Bingo, and uh, the Brisbane Hustlers for Community Social Group of the Year. Thank you. Speaking of community group, let's hear some messages and go to a bit more music. Woo! Hello, I'm Kim Robson. From the BBC World Service, this is Top of the Pops. On this week's show, we'll be featuring the best-selling songs in the UK. Along with all of the high new entries and the top five best-selling songs in this week's singles chart, join me, Kim Robson, for this week's edition of Top of the Pops. Sunday evenings from 6 on Switch 1197, Brisbane's Youth Alternative. If you know something that may help solve a crime, don't keep it to yourself. Be part of the community solution to keep Queensland safe by calling Crime Stoppers. 1-800-333-000. And tell the people who can bust the crims and put them away. Call 1-800-333-000. You don't give your name, just tell us what you know. Put that number in your phone right now. 1-800-333-000. And keep Queensland safe. Crime Stoppers, a community volunteer organisation. Put the music back on. Let's get the party back cracking up in there, man. Where's your suit? Please turn up the music. Brisbane's Youth Alternative Switch. It is raining diamonds here on Gay Savvy on Switch 1197. Now we've got Michael James, Straight Michael, and Scottish John in the studio, as well as myself, I'm Cat. We're going to do a little bit of news. I am, in case anyone was wondering. Meow. Let's throw it to the serious side of our week where we tell you all the best headlines that we've found from around the world. Take it away, Michael. Alrighty. The Human Rights Law Centre has facilitated a meeting between marriage equality and transgender and intersex advocates to ensure inclusivity of gender and intersex people in the fight for marriage equality. The meeting discussed how to ensure state and federal marriage equality legislation is inclusive of transgender and intersex people and how Australian marriage equality can better engage with the transgender and intersex communities. The Brisbane River was a mass of coloured lights on Saturday night, May 17th, to mark the International Day Against Homophobia and Transphobia. True to its promise, the Brisbane City Council illuminated the story bridge in a rainbow of colours in honour of IDAHOT after a campaign by resident lobby group BLAG, that's the Brisbane Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Transgender, Intersex and Queer Action Group. The illuminations followed a day marked by an inaugural event held in New Farm Park, where City Councillors Victoria Newton and Vicky Howard, along with Jackie Trad MP, joined approximately 60 community members and service providers to hear personal stories of discrimination and lingering impacts of phobic responses to gender and sexual identity. Queensland Positive People have announced the number of new initiatives that will make it even easier for people to regularly test for HIV. For people living or working near the valley, QPP is now partnering with The Den, 187 Brunswick Street, and will be offering a free rapid HIV testing service from 11am to 2pm every Monday from June the 2nd, 2014. As an alternative to The Den on Mondays, QPP will soon begin testing for HIV at their East Brisbane office five days a week. For those who don't live in Brisbane or close to a sexual health clinic around the state, a postal HIV test kit can be ordered direct from the QPP website. 
A report conducted by the Egyptian Initiative for Personal Rights has shown an increase in LGBTI arrests and incidents of mistreatment and torture by local police. The report suggests the rise in violent incidents began in November 2012 when seven people were arrested in an apartment in Naza and taken to the police station. According to the report, 77 LGBTI people have been arrested in the ensuing period. Human rights activists monitoring the arrests suggest there has been an increase in violence and mistreatment, particularly of gay men and transgender people during this time. Already 11 people this month have been arrested in Cairo, five of whom were charged with sexual depravity. Activists are, always, are also reporting harsher sentences for those arrested and convicted. Queen will be joined by ex-American Idol contestant and singer Adam Lambert when he joins them as a guest vocalist for the Australian tour this August. The rockers, who haven't played in Australia since 1985, have toured with Lambert for the last three years, first playing with the musician while he was a contestant on American Idol in 2009. The group, whose only original members are guitarist Brian May and drummer Roger Taylor, vocalist Freddie Mercury died in 1991, have hinted this could be their last tour with promoter Paul Dainty, remarking this may be the last chance Australian fans have to see one of the greatest rock bands in history. Most likely because some of them are so old they're going to need to retire to a nursing home. Carlotta Trevisan, a 28-year-old mother from Turin in Italy, had her Facebook account blocked by the social media giant after sharing a pride image of two lesbians with rainbow flags painted on their cheeks, kissing. Trevisan posted the image last Thursday in the lead-up to Idaho to mark the International Day Against Homophobia and Transphobia. Facebook requested she remove the image from her account after receiving complaints from users, telling Trevisan she had violated the community's standards on nudity and pornography. When she failed to comply with Facebook's request, her profile was removed from the site. Her account was reinstated on Sunday night, which time Trevisan posted the image in defiance. Which cheeks was the rainbow flag painted on? Yeah. I'm like, that's on the cheeky cheeks. It, what? It's on the, you know, their face. Not bum cheeks. I'm Kissing. very surprised by that. Facebook's usually quite progressive. I don't think that all of the media CEOs mm. and Facebook can endorse that. That's disgusting. Yeah, I smell a beat up. I smell, smell a, a beat, beat up. up. I smell a beat up. You don't think it's legit? No. Michael calls bullshit. I, I do. I do. Absolutely. I, yeah. Come off it. That's... <laughs> <laughs> that's you know, that's my two cents. That's yeah. your two cents? Mm, well, you guys it. can have your two cents as well. If there's any news items you think we should cover here on Gay Savvy, you can jump on our Facebook page or give us a tweet at Gay Savvy and uh, we'll make sure to talk about it. We'll make sure to mention it in our next broadcast. Right now, though, we might go to a little bit more music. I do love music. I love music too. And I think I want to hear Everything You Want by <gasps> yes. Vertical Horizon. Yes. Alrighty, you're on Give it to me. Yeah, I will. You're on Gay Savvy. By Natalie Gauchi. You're on Gay Savvy here on Switch 1197. You know something about her that's a, such a common theme in music that I pick? Yeah. She's another ex-idol person. Oh, is that where she's from? Yes, she uh, she beat out Matt Corby. <gasps> yeah. I love Matt Corby. Yeah, well, she beats out Anyway. A deep abiding love for Matt mm. Corby. His stuff is amazing. Yeah, it's not too bad. It was after he disappeared, went underground, and she disappeared, went underground as well, went over to the UK, and she came back with some of that stuff. Right, Wasn't so she bad. came back as poppy as ever, and Matt Corby came back a real artist. Is that what you're saying? Oh, 
you. How very <laughs> dare you. You know I'm right. Oh, uh, speaking of things that annoy Michael, mm. what's got you goat this week? Oh, look, you, you kind of heard a little bit of it already because it was, it was just... It was already in the back of my mind and I, I read that and I went over the news and I was like, that is what has got my goat. This... These lesbians with the Facebook has blocked us for posting a lesbian kiss. I saw that and I was, as you heard, total BS. I think it's a beat up. And what really gets my goat is there is so many of them lately. There is a Facebook beat up every five minutes. We got done last week. By the Russian one. Yeah, whatever it was, the Russian one or whatever. Humiliated me live on air. There's constantly these social media beat ups. Oh, look at me. This happened to me. And it's actually nothing. They take one small thing, they beat the story up, and they turn it around and try to get everyone feeling sorry for them. And I don't think it actually happened half the time. Or if they did, they're misconstruing the information to try and make people feel sorry for them and try to make a new story, which I mean, this has probably been going on for as long as time. But it's more prevalent with social media. Happens all the time. And this, honestly, this one just was top I of my list. I often see, though, you know, because I've got lots of... Lesbians. Uh, Lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> I've got lots of gay Facebook uh, pages I subscribe mm. to or whatever, you know. And um, and they often will say, oh, we got in trouble for Facebook for this image or that image. And it's or, normally TNA. Or, yeah. Well, yeah. But oh, it's borderline, though. Sometimes it's a bit artistic. I, I think know. this is a tricky one mm. because part of me thinks, well... You're. This is. We exist in a culture of everybody wanting to be famous. So people want to get famous by telling these stories about how wrong they were. Yeah. But they use social media to bash social media to talk about how wrong they've been by social media. So that in itself is ridiculous. You're absolutely right. Stop. Totes. You know, getting your five minutes of fame by saying the world's against you on it's the not. medium that you're bashing. But I also think anything that impugns Mark Zuckerberg's you know billionaire corporation can't be a bad thing either because I like standing up for the little guy. So it's a little bit it's a conflicted. It's mm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I love how you took both sides of that there, John. <laughs> Diplomatic. <laughs> Diplomatically angry. What else has made you angry? Mm. Yeah. Who, who are you talking to, me? Oh, so what's yeah. got my goat? Okay. Um, the other what, Scottish one. What's got my goat this week is... Um, literary sanitization. So let me just explain. We're all familiar with trigger warnings. So when you're about to watch a movie, someone will say, oh, this movie's rated 18 for like, you know, adult shit. Oh, yep, yep. And then you know what that's called a trigger warning. And you know that, you know, there might be some offensive content in it. A lot of American um, college students are now requesting that classic literature comes with trigger warnings so that they're not traumatized by what they read. So if there's any Uh. sort of rape or murder or racism or anything potentially offensive in the literature that they have to read as part of the university course, they want a trigger warning before they read it and they want to know where it's coming and when it's going to happen. Wait, is this in America or... It's in the, it was a, there was an article about it a couple of days ago. Yeah, American students are requesting trigger warnings. Yes, yeah, so that they don't they don't oh. suffer trauma. And we're talking about classics like Gatsby, Shakespeare, Huckleberry Finn. They want trigger warnings on all of these. I, think I want to go given. back in time, and I want to have the version of uh, of Anne Frank's diary with the lesbian bits left in it. Oh, <laughs> that's what I want. Of course, you do. I just I just feel like this is ridiculous. The whole point of literature is that it's meant to be powerful and moving, and you're just completely sanitizing that and taking away what people are meant to feel when they read because everyone's a big freaking pansy. It's like, almost like a Mr. Skin for the literary world, where you can you can find a website that tells you exactly where to go to a normal movie and find the porno scenes in it. 
Yeah, pinpoint exactly where you want to go to. I guess ah. that's one way of looking at it. I don't think that's <laughs> its intention. But no, I know it's a very serious topic, John, but that's what that's what my mind jumps to, unfortunately, this evening. I know what you mean, though. Like, it's totally on all the news articles lately. Like, you know, particularly anything that's written with any kind of, of, of feminist spin, that kind of lefty side that has with trigger warnings because you might be triggered by reading it. I'm like, you're a grown-up. Read. Well, it might turn you into a feminist. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Just the, the feminists seem to be of that mindset that people need to be warned that might be triggered. You know, trigger who warnings. Is, who was the murderer that was triggered by Catcher in the Rye? Because it is. It's Who was the murderer that was triggered by Catcher in the Rye? That went on the killing spree in America. Someone look that up. Oh, is that we'll a thing? Okay. While, but, I, while, I'm, while I'm telling you what's got my goat, find that up for me. I'm curious. Yes. Tell me, Michael, what's got your goat? Well, after last week's debacle, peer pressure for me, peer pressure, ladies and gentlemen, particularly mm. you two, I went home and I rented Rocky Horror. Oh! Have you never yay! seen Rocky Horror? <laughs> what? I watched... So, sorry, John, but you weren't here, but you, you clearly don't listen to the show. No, I went <laughs> home and jumped on... Well, I was going to say online and downloaded it. No, I went to the store and I rented Rocky Horror <laughs> <laughs> and watched Rocky Horror... I hated Rocky Horror. What? I can never get that two hours back from my life. You are an awful person. I know. I sat there in anticipation and was just horrified by what I saw. I'm never speaking to you ever again. I didn't like it. I like the Glee version better. No! Are you serious? That's sacrilegious. Wow. Oh, Oh, you just spat on the grave of baby Jesus. It turns out I've got all you goats this week. Sorry, team. I just don't like Rocky Horror. Has Rocky Horror... Like, what didn't you like about it? I just found that a bit too overdramatic for me. <laughs> Susan Sarandon's finest hour. Um, that murderer oh, that you were talking yes. about is uh, Mark David Chapman. Um, he was reading... Oh, he murdered John Lennon. There you go. Yeah, hey. Catcher in the Rye. Um, and he was reading Catcher in the Rye when he was caught by the police. I love how you're like, what was that? Oh, what was that famous murderer? Oh, who did he murder? <laughs> I can't quite remember. He was reading this book. So you remember the book, but not John Lennon. Why do I have a Kath and Kim accent, though? <laughs> <laughs> but in a world of like violent video games, how can you blame that book for John Lennon's murder? Yeah. Like that's just one psychopath. I just think you know, culling literature. We're it's one step away from burning books. It's ridiculous. I think we cull people who don't like Rocky Horror Picture well, Show. Well, it's about to be a bloodbath in here, guys. I'm actually a little bit worried for straight Michael's safety at the yeah, moment. Yeah, so you're I'm protecting g- him. <laughs> I, call, I am. Call in and help. There's I'm, been I'm, human shield. Jump, jump on Gay Savvy and tell us on on the Facebooks or Twitter. Tell us what you think of the fact that Straight Michael doesn't like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. In the meantime, we're going to go to a quick song, but we will be back very shortly. A bit of Hanson right now. Oh, yes. This is is for you. There's a reason for this song. I'm going to tell you why after the break. Back with Gay Savvy here on Switch 1197. That was from... Paris to Berlin by Infernal. Mm, with every disco I get in. Mm, and before that, we had Get the Girl Back. That's a new one from Hanson, isn't it? Oh, it is. I had to play that because tomorrow morning, I am going to be speaking live on the telephone with Taylor, Zach, or Isaac Hanson. And I am having a freaking conniption. I'm so <laughs> excited. You have no idea. I could just see you on the phone when you got that news. Did you have an aneurysm? You look like you did. I was just like... <gasps> No. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Ah. Okay. Are you going to be able to speak to them, Michael? I'm going to have. Are you going to lose d- your shit like a little girl? No, no. You heard me be composed when we speak to important people on this show before I do it all the oh, time. Oh, but no one as important as Hanson because I know I how know. you feel about Hanson. I composed myself to sit beside Magda and have an interview with her for 15 minutes. I, 
I think I can I can handle it. They're not going to be in the room. So hands and feet to myself, there's no other option. So it's just going to be composing myself. I think I'll be all right. Michael, I haven't heard you be composed when you're in a room with just us. <laughs> let alone actually interviewing important people. I want to yeah, know, funny, you are true. on the phone. Are you going to wear pants? Uh, yes, I will be wearing pants. <laughs> you uh, will wear pants? It's not early enough that I won't be in pants yet, <laughs> uh, but uh, early enough that I will still be in work clothes already. So yeah, there will be pants on. Okay, so you're going to get your professional... Yes, on. my professional pants, Your professional will, be on. pants will be on. And my talky talky hat will be on and we'll be good to go. And you'll get to hear it all next week. Well, that's very exciting. Oh, totes. Yeah, cool new song from them. Now, time for our bizarre files. Yes. This week, you brought us one, Michael. Yes, yes. Well, I've had this game going with Natalie Bachensky uh, at uh, Brisbane Times. She's the entertainment editor on Twitter every week um, because we saw this video a few weeks ago. Uh, about the number and the, the comparative level of TNA versus Wang in Game of Thrones. Now, that is quite a contentious issue. And you might think, what the hell are you talking about? But there was this video that came up and it was all these girls and they were talking about how much they are just dying to see a little bit more of the man parts on Game of Thrones. Because what happens if you're not familiar with a Game of Thrones episode is it's reintroduction of what recently happened, slow-moving storyline... Bang, titty. A uh, little bit of bottom. And bang, minge. And a couple of nipples. And then action, somebody you like dies, move on, cliffhanger. And then the next episode, most of that. And then about every third episode or so, in the middle of that, suddenly man, bottom, wang. And then we, we move on. And this, this, this level of, of TNA versus wang is right. very, very disproportionate. It's disproportionate, so there's more minge. Yes, and so these girls made this video about it, and they're like, this is what we really want to see, is just a little bit of man parts. Some would argue, and mm. I'm biased as I'm straight, that the girl parts are more aesthetically pleasing. Uh, I discuss. I think this is... I th- actually th- I think this is I'd a- agree with you. <laughs> It's a hugely contentious issue, partly because, you know, penises and male bodies are still a lot more censored than, than female bodies in almost every show. Like, it's very common now to see women's bodies. The female nudity in Game of Thrones is always completely narratively justified. It's always to do with the story, but male nudity could easily be as well. Um, I personally think that the reason, apart from the censorship, the reason that they don't show as many wangs is because there's a lot of conversation on Game of Thrones, a lot of secrets, a lot of story to follow. And for straight guys, they just have to keep them interested man they've just got to make it to the end of the episode so it's like okay story 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 for all the intelligent people story story boobs story story boobs i love that we can try and have an intelligent conversation and use the word wang and boobs so frequently but it baffles me it's it's an intelligent justified conversation as well, i said natalie I and i tweet about it every week that what i love is not when you have nudity for the sake of furthering the story but mm. when you have it Wait, wait, wait a second, wait a second. We just discussed your porn habits earlier. You, that, 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 that is nudity for the sake of nudity. <laughs> yeah. this, is, this is what I'm saying. I love it. Well, that was story justified, but, no, man. This is, they needed to fix that kettle. But this is, no, this is completely in line with everything I've said tonight. I love it when the nudity is not justified by the story. Like, it's yes. all very well and good to be like, oh, this furthers the story, this but with the naked people. But Totes. what I really like is when it's just gratuitous. And there's absolutely no reason for it to be there. And an example of that that I quite like, also historical kind of fiction, um, was what was that? Henry VIII? Um, the Tudors. The Tudors, that's it. And there's this scene that I really love. So obviously they wanted to get Reese Myers, is it? Jonathan Reese Myers, yeah. Playing Henry VIII, yeah. Hmm. Hottest Henry- guy ever. Right, precisely. Hot guy. So they want to 
get him to show a bit of skin. And so they have this scene where like his tailor is fitting him for a suit. And so he's got the vest part on, but the sleeves have yet to be attached. Yep. And the tailor is sort of, ooh, measuring him up. And then someone ooh. comes in for a meeting. He, you know, shoes away the tailor and is left for the remainder of the quite long scene with his arms bare. Yeah, <laughs> look, that, I mean, this guy. that's one thing. I think, you know, nudity that's doesn't... Beautiful. I don't think nudity, you know, full frontal has to be gratuitous. I think, you know, it needs to have a reason to get past the censors. But actually on the on the um, subject of the Tudors, because it was also a Showtime show like Game of Thrones, um, I love a scene from that where someone, Henry VIII, Jonathan Rhys Myers, had a servant to wank him off. And it was like, it was so funny. They had a little hanky just out of out of the frame and his dick was out of the frame. But they kept cutting back to like Anne Boleyn and she had this metaphor of like she was sewing and so she kept penetrating the tapestry and then they cut back to him getting jerked off and it was, it, that is, that was so gratuitous. And it was very shoehorned in as narratively justified. That's fantastic. I love that show. So I love the one like in Game of Thrones, they're actually just taken to just throwing it in there to appease us because they know we're counting. They know we're counting. And like one of the most recent ones, it was... Not in the brothel, not in the bedroom, and all the places you'd expect to see it. No, they threw it out there. In the middle, the slaves have turned up to overthrow the city, led by Khaleesi, um, queen of the dragon, mother of dragons. They're out there. This guy walks out just as they are about to come and tell her that they were going to come and overthrow the place. This guy walks out and flops it out in front of them and wheeze on the ground. <laughs> Oh yeah, and that's, you barely even saw that. That's where you like, see it. It's like it's like where's Wooly? Yeah, no, but, <laughs> like no, but in seriousness, like where's there's Wayne? there's a censorship law that says you're not allowed to show it at a particular angle of hard forty five degrees. So therefore, who wants so you to see tractor out every time you do a nude scene in Game of Thrones? They do. It's like it cannot be more than forty five degrees, otherwise it's classified as erect. Other than that, you're allowed to show it. <laughs> but who wants what to see floppy dicks? No 10, one. Ten p.m. or less, we can show on Game of Thrones. <laughs> I tell you what, I actually don't even mind it because when Oberyn just like slap that gay prostitute's ass I was fine with that like I don't even I don't even need the dick man yes yes oh, it was so good on that note now that we've just uh, disintegrated into madness I feel like <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's take it away but let's yeah I was gonna say I wanna know what you think about the Absolutely. the Wang and, and, and TNA count so tweet us you can join in my conversation with Natalie Pachensky that we have every week and uh, tell us what you think uh, at Gay Savvy or jump on the Facebook page and tell us do you really wanna see more do we need it wanna know mm. tell me all about it mm. and in the meantime you can listen to My Life Would Suck Without You by Kelly Clarkson I love Kelly you're on Gay Savvy <laughs> Oh, that was sexercise. And if you guys could see, uh, Michael James is doing a bit of a sexercise here in the studio. That Best was... lip syncing I've seen all hour. That was my RuPaul's Drag Race uh, lip sync for your life. Mm, well, Kylie Minogue does it almost as well as you. Oh, please. I do oh, boom. Oh, I do better than her any day of the week. Thank you. <laughs> Bitch, please. Oh, you are back on Gay Savvy, but not for very long. It's time for us to say goodbye to you guys. But first of all, mm. we'll give you some things to do on the weekend. Yes, it's always good to know what's going up, up on and around the traps. There's a few things that we just sort of let you know. Uh, coming up tomorrow night, we have Balls Out Bingo is at Sporties. Don't forget that. That's always lots of fun. It kicks off in the evening, hosted by Monica Fusions. Um, you play bingo. There's a boy that gets his clothes off. It's lots of fun. Uh, there's also Escape Bar Party Night on the Gold Coast as well. And uh, Brisbane Powerhouse has got the residence on. You can catch that 
over there. Uh, and Quack have Quack have got their LGBT domestic violence and info service on Friday nights. Uh, Saturday nights, you also have uh, music. Popalicious at the Brisbane Powerhouse. Uh, Hellfire Fetish Club is on. And Here I Go Again is on at Sporties uh, this Saturday night. Uh, don't forget on the weekend, head over to Fluffy's and check it out. Keep an eye on the Fluffy page as well. Coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks, July and September, you have uh, July, I believe, is Adore Delano, who was one of the uh, two runners-up on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. And in case you haven't seen it yet, I'm sorry I'm going to spoil it for you, but it's been three days. The winner of RuPaul's Drag Race is appearing in September at Fluffy. That is Bianca Del Rio. You. Oh, she is amazing. I'm so sorry that she beat Courtney Act. Oh, I know, that is a shame. She was incredible. She will be good to go see. Yeah, absolutely. Well, go and catch her there. From all of us here at Gay Savvy, we hope you have a wonderful weekend. Tune in next week at the same time because we will be back on with Michael James, Straight Michael and Scottish John. And I'm Kat. Have a great night, guys. See you later. Thanks, guys. Bye.